Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, everyone. Ooh, coming in hot. Welcome to the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It's Monday. Um, sorry, I'm a little bit uh, husky today. Um, I blew out my vocal cords this weekend performing last week being on a trip with a bunch of girls where we talked all the time gotta start taking care of my voice but not today not today um gosh so much to talk about noah great to see you again it's been a great it's to been see a minute you. we said goodbye on thursday, thursday. yeah 5 45 45 in the morning on Thursday morning in Tulum, Mexico. And then by God, that was such a weird day. Woke up at 5 a.m. in our like, you know, chic tent and rolled my 100 pounds of luggage that I didn't even end up needing to bring. Everyone else brought like a dainty little suitcase, uh, a carry-on. I brought 100 pounds, 50 pounds each, right under right under 50 pounds, by the way. I My s- superpower... I'm calling it right now, um, is being able to tell 
how much a suitcase weighs when it's um, around 50 pounds. Now, once we start dealing with, like, even my sister guest, like, was like, how much does Arlo weigh with my niece and nephew? And I picked them up and I compared them to suitcases because if you're a frequent traveler, you know that you get, um, it's so expensive if you go over 50 pounds. It's $150 per bag on top of the fees that you're already being charged if you go over 50 pounds. So I am so good at getting it at like 49.5 and then it teeters on 50 and then you just switch scales because they're all different. But um, I had 100 pounds of stuff that I brought because I was supposed to go to LA um, after, so I went from Tulum to San Antonio. Then I was supposed to go to LA. Then I was supposed to go to Vegas. Then I was supposed to go to back to LA. Then I was supposed to go to Atlantic City. Then maybe home. But everything got changed. I went to San Antonio. Um, first, amazing shows. Two shows on Friday night. Loved getting into town the day before, even though I resented it at first because it was like, I could have stayed in Tulum an extra day with my girls. Got into town on Thursday. Um, went to a dance practice with Gleb. Gleb Sevchenko, my dance partner, flew into um, San Antonio too. Um, we met him, Andrew, Anya, Matt, Pond, my tour manager, Jen, my assistant. We all went to a, uh, a dance rehearsal as soon as I got in. And um, it was so fun. We learned a new dance to close out the show. It's like hard, but like also fun. We had the best time doing it. I'm just like... Gleb is just one of my great friends. We hung out that night all together. Like, we went out to dinner. We had a great time. And then I was able to just relax. I mean, I think my new thing is going to be getting into a town a day early. Not to dance, but to just, like, experience the town. San Antonio, I really didn't want to like you as much as I did. I went to you before. Um, years ago, I worked some club there and had um, a depressing weekend because of my own state of mind. Nothing to do with you. Maybe a little to do with you. I mean, some of these clubs can be pretty uh, sad. But I remember the River Walk, which is like the classic San Antonio thing. I remember seeing that on the Bachelorette or Bachelor, one of those, prior to going. And I was so excited to go. This is years and years ago when I was working that club. And I went to the club and I went to the River Walk and it was like all homeless people. It was really dirty. There was like nothing. It was just like sad. And I was like, what the fuck happened here? And I thought it was going to be that way again. <clears throat> And this time it was so filled with like tourists, which is not my jam, but it was just like alive and beautiful. And I just, I loved it. I love San Antonio. It was a little like almost too crowded, um, but it was a really, really good time just to like take in a city and be able to kind of write about the city a little bit, like sit down and have like opinions and then on stage the next night, be able to like talk about their city a little bit, tell them that. You know, I used to, like, not think you guys were that cool. <laughs> well, I, I told them I was, like, I always knew that I was coming to San Antonio uh, for my first stop of my tour. Official first stop. We did a casino, you know, a few weeks ago, but that didn't count. It was always San Antonio was the first date. And I guess a few months ago, after that date had been booked, I was at a secondhand store in St. Louis, and I bought a shirt that's, like, this cool, like, tie-dye tank top from the 80s that says San Antonio on it and I was like oh this will be great to wear I remember thinking oh I'll wear this shirt in San Antonio people will be excited I'm wearing their state their city on my shirt but and then I like will never wear that shirt again because who cares about San Antonio right um just being honest but 
now I'm like obsessed with San Antonio. I kind of would move there. Like it didn't feel it, it felt the same way Austin doesn't feel like Texas. Like it's Texasy where they're like they're proud they're in Texas, but they're not like we're the best. We're the best music, you know, like DJ Khaled of states. Um, it just was like there's a lot of homeless people, but that were, you know, swinging on street signs and like very athletic. A lot of them doing like CrossFit around the San Antonio area. That is not me being like homeless people suck and I hate homeless people. Like whenever you mention homeless people, people like boo or go, oh, and it's like I, I can't deal with this like awing of subject matter that is uh, politicized. You know, like I talked about homelessness in, I had a joke when I was in LA that, um, you know, I kind of want to get COVID so I can lose my sense of smell so I don't have to, so I can like walk around. Or I said, you know, if you lose your sense of smell with COVID, it's like beneficial here in LA now because the streets are covered in human feces. And people go, oh, and I'm like, that is not me being mad at homeless people. Do you understand that? How, and if you don't understand it, let me, I mean, I know you do understand it. I'm not going to talk down to you listening to this podcast. You get it. I'm just stating a fact. Of course, I'm exaggerating upon that fact, but there, it, there is human feces in the street. Does it mean, does it mean that I think I'm better than homeless people because they're shitting on the street? No. If I were homeless, would I shit on the street? Of course. Could I be homeless if I wasn't born into a family that had generational wealth and uh, uh, mental illness that wasn't uh, bad enough that I suffered greatly enough to be, uh, you know, whatever. The reason I'm not homeless is not because I'm better or because uh, there's no elitist vibe of me talking about homeless people. It's it's calling out something that is in front of your face. And if you don't, same with molestation, same with rape, these subjects that are off limits, if you don't talk about them, then we then we're in denial. And if you don't make fun of them, which is a way of talking about them, then you're in denial. And people go, well, you can talk about them, don't make fun of them. I'm not making fun of homeless people. They do shit in the street. I would, because they don't have anywhere else to go because we lock them out of bathrooms, public restrooms, and we make them buy Starbucks before they get the code. You know, it, this, is, this isn't me judging them. I love homeless people more than unhomeless people, honestly. They're incredibly brave. Um, uh, nothing breaks my heart more than a homeless woman, by the way. Nothing. It just is like, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of compassion for homeless people. And I have a joke that I don't look at. Well, I'm, you know what I'm, I'm not even going to do that joke because it's, it's so good. I want to I save it. It was actually a joke that I did on Last Comic Standing season six. Forget which season I did. The second time I did Last Comic Standing, I did a joke about homelessness, and Greg Giraldo said, uh, he was the judge at the time for the semifinals, and he said, um, that joke you made, you're an amazing joke writer. You can tell that you're a really good writer, and I will never forget that he said that. I mean, I could forget it because they didn't air it, which is one of the most annoying things of my life was like, the, I got a compliment like that from my favorite comedic writer, and then they don't air it, and it's just me, my word against everyone else's, <laughs> or not everyone else's. Yeah, everyone's saying he didn't say that. No, it's just like, I just remember he said that about that joke. So I'll, I'll use that joke on the road. Um, uh, coming up, I'm in Atlantic City this weekend. Hope you can come out. I think they're Borgata. I've been there before, and it, uh, 
you will, um, if you're bored, gotta come to my show. I was trying to do a bored gotta joke, and it's just, you know, I should have just left it and moved on. The Borgata was actually the um, club that, not club, but theater that I played where Andrew and I drove down from New York a few years ago. can't believe I played it a few years ago. That was too big of a place for me. Now I think I might sell it out. But then we drove down there, and I remember it was when he got a DM from someone that um, she made, that he she heard him on a podcast, and it made her puddle in her pants. And I said, Andrew, it's not because she's turned on. It's because she laughed so hard. And he said, no, it's because she was turned on. And I was like, there's no way. And then we checked, and it was because she was turned on. And it grossed me out. And that is how Andrew became Puddle Boy. And that is why... He also has a podcast named Puddles, and he has a tattoo that says Puddles on it. Okay, I really got off on a tangent. Here's what I want to say. Noah, how good was our girls' trip? How much... I am so proud of the... I assembled a group of girls last week who did not all know each other. Noah did not know... She knew some of the girls, but not that well. Some of them she didn't know at all. Um... We, we just got a group of people to get, I'm, I, like I say, I'm like a, uh, an executive producer of The View. I can get a group of girls together and I know the perfect combo to make. Actually, we all got along. This, this View would not have worked. This would have been a bunch of, you know, what are we going to agree with each other and laugh? No. There were no Megan McCain's. There were no um, Joy Behar's. Yeah, is, there, is there a TV show with women who all just like get along? Mm. Oh, wait, F-Boy Island. Oh, my God. <laughs> wait a second. You're right. F-Boy Island. Uh, that is one of the things that everyone's saying. Um, that's so nice. Yeah, that the girls are on each other's sides and are there for each other, and um, including me as, as the host. It's, the response for F-Boy Island has been incredible. I have read, like, two bad things about it, and that's only because I was, like, on my – Twitter mentions and like st stuff gets through, but it is like a, a tidal wave of nice things about F Boy Island. Text from people I haven't talked to in forever. Just everyone loves it, and new episodes are coming out Thursday. I can't wait for you to see the rest. Um, Noah, how what what are you feeling about the girls' trip? Because you were about to say something to me before we started the show, and I go, "No, yeah. let's talk about that at the top of the show." And then I talked just now for like twelve minutes and and ruined. <laughs> whatever time we no, had. No, no, no. I was reflecting on it and I was like, okay, what did I really, really love about this trip? Um, and what I love the most is that, first of all, yes, the best group. You definitely know how to assemble a good group of people. But I felt like I was in high school. Like the way that we were making sounds and like noises and, and singing songs. songs and like the things that we were doing. I, I hadn't acted like that with a group of friends since literally high school, <laughs> since 12th grade. That makes me and so happy. And it just happy. felt so good. Because those girls are my, like, high school friends. And we have not matured beyond that point with our friendship. I mean, we have because we talk about, like, real stuff. But we also mix in the dumbest things ever. As I, you know, it was, I'm so glad you were a part of it and, like, Yesterday, you we we are all on this like WhatsApp chat right now, and it's so freaking fun. Like we were going nuts on it yesterday. I literally looked at my phone at one point. I took like an hour nap. I looked at my phone afterwards. Sixty three missed messages. Sixty three. 
I, and usually you see that number and you just go, ugh. But instead I was like, yes, because there was like all these voice memos to listen to. Noah, pl- we've been doing a parody of the song, One Thing, I Don't Know Why, It Doesn't Even Matter How Hard to Try. We've been doing that song about um, everything. So, you know, I think it, I think I mentioned it last week, but it started with how rustic the stay was at the nest. And it would be like, one thing, the shower doesn't have a door. When you take a shower, you look like a whore. Or it, like, it was like, one thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, we have, there, so, okay, the, some of the lights, the sconces are made of, everything was made of wicker at this place. There were wicker sconces, and I was, I think I made one that was like, uh, one thing. <laughs> wait, wait, it was one thing, you better like our wicker sconce. And if you want to check out, you don't have a chance. You've already prepaid. It was just like, we were just, I mean, none of this is that good right now. I, my brain is mush. But it was, we were just being so silly and everyone hated us around us, even though we weren't drunk. Um, but we were drunk on friendship. Um, and then I went, and the beauty was I spent this like amazing five days with all these girls from all different walks of my life. And honestly, besties, I wish you were there because um, a lot of the people that I meet through the show in my DMs and who give me letters that, you know, I get passed on to me backstage because I had to cancel my meet and greet in San Antonio because the Delta virus is like raging and I just don't want to cancel dates because I get it from someone or, you know, I don't know. I just felt that I that had to happen. But some of your letters got to me and... um and just your DMs. And I just have to say, like, you are with us. You're with me in those moments. Like, I know you would fit in with this group and, like, laugh at all of our jokes. And I wish we could bring you along in some way. And that's what I do on this podcast is, like, hope to bring you along. Because if you listen to this podcast regularly and you feel like you're my friend, just want you to know you are. And you would be, like, if we got a chance to meet. And and But you really are. And I hope we do get to meet someday when – um there isn't a virus sweeping through the nation. Um, and then I wanted to say that like I landed in San Antonio and no one from my trip was with me. I'm meeting up with Andrew, Jen, my assistant, Jen, my assistant and friend and tour manager, Anya, Matt and Gleb. And it was like this whole other group I had assembled of friends that was like also so like kind and funny and just all working together for the same call like we were all just it was a stressful weekend we had two shows we were doing a lot of new stuff we have great new merch that I'm so excited about we were giving away condoms stickers we had a um a sign that everyone could sign like it was a yearbook I read all these people that wrote these amazing notes some girl said she got sober because of me and like other people were like you're beautiful and we believe in you like some people just knew I needed to like hear a pick-me-up And then the shows themselves were great. Like I felt, of course, really nervous about my material being like, I don't have enough. Um, I haven't worked on it enough. And I just have to keep remembering that. And I hope that you can remember this too in your life because it's something that kind of it. I, I didn't realize it until later. If you're someone who is in a profession that you've been at for more than five years, let's just say any amount of time. 
No, let me go five years or more. You've been, let's say you've been doing something five years or more. And if you've been doing it 10 years or more, definitely listen up. And let's say that this job that you're doing has a big moment coming up. Like, okay, let's, for instance, like I'm a stand-up comedian. I've been doing this job forever. I have a big moment coming up, a stand-up tour. I'm so nervous about the stand-up tour. Even though I've been doing stand-up for 17 plus, maybe 18 years now at this point. I forget when I'm supposed to make that go up a year, but I've been saying 17 for about two years now. So maybe it's 19. When you reach that point, I still get nervous about these shows because, oh, I haven't done stand-up in a while and I'm used to doing it every night. I've done the work. So if you are someone that's been in the business for 10 years plus, five years plus, and you worked your tail off, and now you're you're kind of like being easier on yourself. You don't work as hard at your job. You don't do it every night. You don't do it every day. You're kind of being more lax with it, and you've got something, a big presentation coming up, and usually your first year in, you would have been practicing every day. And now you look at yourself now, and you're like, I'm not practicing every day. I'm just going to wing it. What am I doing? I'm not as good as I used to be. No, you are. You've got you you've done the work. You you've been doing it long enough that you don't need to do the same amount of work you did first year in. Maybe you need to hear that. I need to hear that literally every single time I go on stage. I need to remember that I've done the work. Let's get Andrew in here. Andrew. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girlbomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girlbomb to get the job done right. Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girlbomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> hey, Nick. G. Yeah. How's it going? How'd you sleep last night, buddy boy? Oh, I was rolling around in there. I had uh, the midnight shits again. What? Well, maybe it's because you ate a vegan pizza at midnight. Hey, no? Uh, I don't... Yeah, it might have been. I, when I went to bed, there was no pizza in the trash, and then when I woke up, there was a pizza in the trash. Yeah, I mean, I ate a late-night pizza because your boy... Uh, played golf for about seven and a half hours yesterday because my girlfriend left me for Chicago, so I'm all alone. So I tried to take it out on these little white golf balls. <laughs> I love that you are putting, even though you were playing that much golf before she left. <laughs> no, it's her fault. It's her fault. She left me, and all I have left is my nine iron no. and my eight iron and seven. No, now it makes it seem like, oh, I'm just doing it because I'm so in love. <laughs> That's why I'm playing golf. Is I love, I love my girlfriend so much. It's a nice little uh, excuse to have. But you played for seven and a half hours yesterday. Yeah, you were gone all day yesterday, which was great because I played guitar for like seven and a half hours too. So yeah, you know. I mean, it's uh, I'm addicted, but yeah. So I didn't. I, I watched Ted Lasso last night. Um, my girlfriend didn't move, mm-hmm. uh, so I don't. So I have the whole bed to myself. So I have one side for popcorn crumbs. And uh, and one side for me. I have so much. I was so tired last night. I was sleeping on top of popcorn. Like I could feel it pop again mm-hmm. under the heat of my body. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I didn't move. I didn't get. I'm so fucking lazy about certain things where I just. Dude, your laziness <laughs> like knows no bounds. It's like it's one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed is. The amount of laziness, the the littlest thing that you could do to improve your comfort by exponentially improve your comfort, you will not do because it will it will take one arm swing of like scraping the popcorn onto the floor. You know how many times I haven't charged my phone because I just don't want to reach for the charger and then I wake up with a dead phone and then I'll maybe oversleep something that might be important thousands yeah thousands of times i mean how did you sleep i mean it's you're you know it's so interesting it's interesting to me that you know this like about yourself 
and like because I'm the same way of like I in my waking hours I can look back on behavior and go it's so ridiculous that I couldn't do that one thing that would improve my life so much let's like let's say it's like oh you know what today there was a cardigan my this brand new cardigan I got laying on the floor of my room and I just decided to hang it up because I go oh that's like the littlest thing you can do and like that will make you feel so much better than seeing it on the floor and it's like little things like that if I did that for everything I remember my therapist saying if it takes less than 15 seconds do it you know what I mean like if it takes if it's gonna take you less than 15 seconds to wash that dish throw away that piece of whatever like just do it and um it's hard to do though I mean, it, 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 when you, do, does it go through your head when you are, your phone's about to die and you know you could plug it in? Like what goes through your head to not plug it in? I mean, what's going through my mind is I just got comfortable. It takes me a very long time to fall asleep. So I'm like rolling around in different positions. I do the side, I do the, uh, on the stomach, crumbled my arms, uh, the T-Rex. I try to, I never try to sleep on my back. And so when I finally get in a position to sleep, the last thing I want to do is move even three feet to put my charger on. Right. So then I am, I have a dilemma. And that dilemma is, do I wake up and now have to try to go back to bed or do I let my phone go to sleep? Right. And I choose me over my phone. And this is the same brain, this is the same logic where you don't brush popcorn crumbs. Uh, even though they are stabbing you in the stomach and are going to leave dents in your belly and you're going to wake up with popcorn kernels in your chest hair and pubic region. Um, <laughs> this is the same reason. Like, your your comfort while sleeping will be improved greatly, but you just don't want to move. I mean, here's the thing. But you I also mean- spend seven and a half hours playing golf, so, like, where... I guess you're just not prioritizing sleep or comfort. Well, I don't always sleep with crumbs in my bed. Um, I would say you probably forty percent of your life has been no slept on way. Crumbs. That's a, that's an ex- a gross exaggeration. Okay, so fifty three percent. I know I was going. I was going under for you. Yeah, you're way under. It's closer <laughs> to probably ninety eight percent. I um, I actually sleep on a large popcorn, and I get mad because the the bed gets in the way. You know? I like that you you actually yeah you sleep on a bag of microwave popcorn, and it. <laughs> Will throughout the night it pops and uh, it and then you end up using it as a pillow when Look, it gets big enough. I, I just I don't know what it is. I think once we get in bed, I just shut off to any kind of uh, activity. It's like I'm I done. I want to challenge like what level of discomfort would make you get up and go. Nope, not Dude, today. In college, you want to know something crazy? My friends they challenged me by putting sardines. Under my mattress. Yes. And I just slept. A joke was on them because your boy (laughs) never. I I guess I couldn't smell them. Did you smell them? I don't know. (laughs) You were so depressed that you were just just not checked in. I mean, this is the thing. A lot of people are listening to us right now and and maybe feeling like. I, I have lived in filth and squalor when my mental health was not the best. And this was yesterday. You know, like I have, there have been times where, when you're not, when you know, it's amazing what a depressed person or someone who doesn't have self-esteem can put up with when, you know, 
when when you're suffering like that. Like you just, of course, you don't care about what you're sleeping on because you don't care about how you look. You don't care about anything. You kind of want to die. So why would you care if, you know, you're sleeping on crumbs or not? And I'm not trying to say that you want to die or anything, but (laughs) when I've been depressed, it's like, that's when, when I got home yesterday, I was so freaking depressed and it was, or two days ago when we got home, so depressed. And I just realized it was so much to do with, first of all, uh, men disappointing me, the men in my life disappointing me, but also, Uh, my house being a mess and like my room being disorganized and me having a hundred pounds of uh, just disgusting clothing that's just all piled in. Like I get embarrassed that the TSA might go through my luggage because of what they will see. That's what, how I feel sometimes is like, I don't want them to go through it. Not because I'm like, I'm scared they're going to steal stuff. I'm scared they're going to see like what a mess I am. And they're just like, like lady, judge me blindly. <laughs> they're like, lady, do you have a bomb in here? And you're like, it's, it is it is a bomb. It, it's like every, my mom would always go, looks like a bomb went off. In yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it already I used detonated to, last night. What? Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm not that depressed right now. Sometimes I could be in such a good mood where I won't do anything. Yeah. Also, I don't notice. My father was like this too. He was an extremely hard worker, working like hundred-hour weeks. You know, not talking to his kids. Like he could do it all. Yes. And uh, and and I'm sure he was not depressed. That doesn't sound like someone who's depressed at all. No, no, not at all. But he was able to. I'm being like, facetious, by the way. I know. I know. Okay. But his office was an absolute for a doctor. His. I like, just think there's no way of avoiding it if you are okay with having a really messy space. Even if you're a messy person, depression is playing a role. And people and I'm someone who can live in a pretty messy space, but there's levels of messiness. And you can't tell me someone likes themselves and likes their life if they're living in a, a, something that looks like the after effects of a natural disaster. <laughs> you just can't, you, you, it's just no way around it. Like I always, you know, a lot of like, uh, I was crying this weekend when I was in Tulum or last week because first of all, I was about to start my period, which I didn't see coming because I got it two weeks ago and I don't know why I was starting again, but I had, I have PMDD, which is premenstrual depressive disorder. So I get like really, really, really sad. And I was around a bunch of girls that are just like, very neat and clean and tidy and just have nice clothes and everything's folded well. And I have this like fear that I'm just gross and all of my stuff is gross. And I have all these bad thoughts about myself when I'm going through these feelings, but I was sobbing and I was just like, why can't my suitcase look like Kirsten's and Kirsten's is in the corner, just like perfectly folded. And she's like, no, I have stuff all over the place. And I'm like, that's cause you're drying it out. All of my wet things are like in sopping corners of the room, like just in piles, whereas yours are like spread out on the floor. And you can tell me that that's your stuff all over the place, but you were consciously doing that to dry it out. And then Seralina started going through my bag being like, girl, I'll put together outfits for you. And I'm like, no, I hate all of my clothes. My clothes are disgusting. Everything I own, even if it's nice, it gets disgusting. And it's just like, (laughs) I was just having these inherent, um, like when I get depressed, I just feel like everything about me is gross. Like... And anything that anyone thinks is good about me. That's why I was really like struggling last week with F-Boy coming out because I was getting so many comments of like, you look so beautiful. And like, oh my God, you were stunning. And I'm just like, I've never felt, I just feel like a fraud. Like that was all spray tan and, um, you know, camera angles and makeup and 
it, really, I am just like so disgusting. And and uh, yeah. Sarah Lena was going through my bag being like, if these clothes are cute. And I'm like, it's all just. And then Robin offered to like fold my stuff for me before I went to San Antonio. And I was like, no, because it will just. It, I just don't keep things folded. I don't know how people go through a folded luggage and just go, oh, I'm going to take this shirt and not like mess it up. I just don't understand it. I just wish I had a different brain sometimes. But I have the brain of someone that is able to put together a trip with a bunch of girls who have all clean stuff. And, and you know, maybe they couldn't do that because they're busy folding. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we value folding or <laughs> or yeah they're little things we do. But, huh we value like folding and cleanliness and organization more than For, like anything. doing an hour special yeah a and then on top of that 40 podcasts on top of that a tv show on top of that writing a tv show yeah maybe you're just not meant to fold or at least be easy on yourself like i woke up this morning i'm like i do have to clean my room i am i'm gonna clean my room the next two days but maybe I'll do it slowly and I'll be That's okay what I with did. it. Yeah, I said, you know, yesterday I woke up, I was so tired, so depressed, like just a wreck. And my bed, I just felt gross in my sheets. You know, they just felt dirty and kind of stretched out from sweat and like just filth and me sleeping like 14 hours when I got home. And I, um, I just resolved, I go, you know what? You, might, you need to do so much today, but if you just change your sheets and duvet, You've done enough. That's all you need to do. First step. And so I changed my duvet. Changing a duvet is like a marathon when you're depressed. It is exhausting. It, take, it takes like 20 <laughs> minutes to do a duvet. Yeah. There, I'm so sick of duvets. There's got to be a better way. Let's get to the news. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. Yeah. I hope you had a great weekend out there. Had all the swells. I, I'll tell you what. Me and Nikki sure did doing shows in San Antonio. A lot of laughs out there, huh, Nick? So many all swells right. out there. So many besties <laughs> in the crowd. There really was. It was amazing. Um... Weber County, Utah, sees an increase in people hammocking on power lines. I've heard about this. A lot this, of ledge heads. I didn't click on it. Um, oh, a lot I'm of ledge I'm guessing it's like using the power lines as a hammock. Uh, yeah, it's like the, the structure that holds the power lines. But the watts, it carries up to 75,000 kilovolts. So, yeah, I mean, and the power can jump the lines. These people are ham hammocking up there. They're hanging out. I mean, I, power lines scare me so much. You know, like the third, like the third rail on the like a rail. subway, like that scares oh, yeah. me more than falling down on the tracks. I'm like, I got to stay away from the third rail. It's like you're nowhere near the third rail. Have also, you ever been electrocuted? Um, hmm, nothing that I can really think of. Have you? All right. Um. No, but for some reason, I really want to electrocute you just a little bit now. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like everyone needs to get electrocuted a little bit to learn that, like, okay, you're, because, yes, you should be scared of the third rail, but, like, also, um, trains are also, like, that's, you should also be more scared of maybe getting hit by a train. I don't know if that's. You know what it is? You know what, I mean? you know what it is? What happened you? know what I you? saw? What? Uh, I have PTSD from this, I believe. Um, What's your PTSD from? I saw a man on a sailboat, yes. 
uh, and he was uh, dr- driving it across the street, uh, and he hit uh, the line with the boat, uh, and he died. He got boop, 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 What? See? Wait, yeah. you saw a man on a sailboat driving across the street? <laughs> That's this what I This is a heard. true story. That's a true story Wait, in Florida. I bet you we could Google it. A man on a sailboat it. was driving. I guess he was, tra- it was either a trail, he was trailing it behind his truck or okay, whatever, okay. but... But it, or pushing his sail. I've, I'm telling you, I know it sounds crazy, a sailboat on land, but he hit the line with the sailboat uh, shaft or whatever. Oh, and it, yeah. And he, and he got electrocuted and died. I didn't see the Wait, explosion. Did you see his, his like, skeleton? Oh. Yeah, he was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was laughing while he died. No, being electrocuted fucking sucks. I'm trying to think. I mean, I've definitely felt, you know, where you just get zapped by. Just you plug in something and like I've definitely had moments where it's like, whoa, boy, that did not feel good. And it was the weirdest. We should get a taser. Maybe we get a taser and tase each Mm. other. No, I'm not. I'm not (laughs) someone who would ever sign up for that. You know, when they go into like police academy and they have to get tased to like see what it's like. You just see like videos like that. I'm always like, nope, that would make, I would just throw all my training out the window. I'd go, nope, I don't want to be tased. Maybe um, they should get shot to see what it's like instead yeah. of just tased. Maybe then they would learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I almost made that joke too, uh, but then I didn't because I just didn't want it to get, uh, I just, I, I waited for you to do it. Uh, yeah. Please have they, a sense I mean, of humor. No, they, um, they, <laughs> I've never been tased. I've never been. Yeah, it would be it would be an awful way to go. I I do know that people are scared of getting struck by lightning in ways that I'm not. Like I was never really that scared of it. Um, My gym teacher got struck by lightning. You're on the golf course. That's like where it all happens. Wait, what? My gym teacher, uh, Miss Hinton, and I'm gonna try to say this story without laughing, but. she was my PE teacher. She was a lesbian. She was the only lesbian I knew. Uh, and then she was outside at a soccer game. It wasn't even storming out yet. The storm was like, mm-hmm. from what I heard, uh, you know, a few sailboats away. You know what I mean? And right. uh, and there wasn't even like lightning in like the f- vicinity. And then boom, she just got hit with a lightning bolt dead. And why would you laugh about any of this? Because when we were kids, we'd be like, oh, you know, she went up in flames because she's a flamer. You know, like there was a lot of like lesbian, like, yeah, back in the day. And I mean, Um, it's just, yeah, yeah. But yeah, now you know, no, now, you know, no lesbians because she's she died and she was the only one you knew. Right. That's where it ended. Yes. That's where it stopped. Well, God was and I'm sure she was the only one you knew at that time, too. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. No, it was extremely sad. I was loved her out? so much. Uh, she was not like it was just understood. I feel like all of our gym teachers were not out, but we all just assumed they were gay. I mean, Noah, did you have the lesbian gym teachers? I did. She was my uh gym teacher and the hygiene teacher where she taught us about our bodies and stuff. Aww. But Wait, we- hygiene teacher, is that what they called her? Well, they called the the class hygiene. Andrew and I really good about like those classes. Yeah. I think that's why we are the way we are. We didn't have an, a hygiene teacher. Yeah, that, there was a, you took a class called hygiene. 
I love that though. <laughs> we have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very important class. That and that's a credit so card weird. debt. That's so weird. We all had lesbian gym teachers. That I mean, that just seems like such a American um, stereotype, you know. But really, mine, both two of mine, were in fact like confirmed lesbians later on. You know, we assumed at the time because they had short hair and like kind of talked more like masculine and yeah. were but wore track suits every yeah. day. Yeah. And but they Brush turned out to be that's just like so <laughs> crazy that they yeah, and then they oh they were they loved wearing deodorant and showering. It was just like a real thing. Um no crumbs on their bed. That's so interesting yeah. though that we all Wait, had lesbian yeah. uh gym teachers. I mean it's yeah it's or very cliche. Coaches. It seems like it's like I a need a hygiene to- coach. Yeah, I mean, let's like, get her in here. You let's, can do it. Do you have- go, go. One more swipe of that deodorant. Two is not enough. You're using the natural stuff now. You used to be able to do two with degree, but now you don't use aluminum, so now you're going to have to do five swipes. How many you swipes of deodorant do? do you use? Um, I, don't, I mean, I've been doing this. I go up and this, down, the, and that's it. I've been doing the spray. One, two? So. Oh, you do spray. Okay, yeah, so you're killing school. the world and your pits at the same time. I switched over to natural. <laughs> With and, my pits. Um, Noah, you got me into that native brand. Yeah, we use the same deodorant I noticed on our trip. It's so good. Same, same flavor. Yeah, it's it's really good and it makes me feel like I'm not giving myself breast cancer through my pits because your pits are so absorbent and you like your thyroid's right there. Like your pits, we got to watch what we put in there. We just blindly like do things that are just terrible for us. I was so, I was looking on Reddit yesterday and there was, in 1938, there was a thing called um, it was called like fake snow for people who live probably in southern climates that didn't get snow at Christmas, and it was called fake snow, and you could buy it, and it was on the package. Oh, it says a hundred percent asbestos, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just snow. And like, I mean, it's it's absurd. Anyway, yeah. Um, when, when I was a kid, we do, didn't have. Yeah. We used black mold. It was pretty fun yeah. to play in. Yeah, it's so well, absurd. These, like, these ledge heads, it's a whole, it, this is a whole <laughs> thing. I saw another thing on Reddit, Reddit where a girl was a ledge head and she um, is at this this place that is a pretty famous place to take pictures. It's like a waterfall, but you get tethered, like your foot gets tethered so you can hang off the edge of it, lay down off the edge of it. And it's like, you know, a 500 foot plummet to your death. And I'm like, I would not, I don't trust any tethering. I don't trust... I mean, I wouldn't go bungee There was jumping. a swing. There was a swing in like, uh, like Kazakhstan like or whatever in Russia. Mm, yeah. And the swing went off the cliff, like a thousand feet in the air, and and they weren't even strapped in. It was just like your I'm regular you, play swing, and it broke. Some people don't it broke. have that part of their brain, and and yes, once in a while they break. The thing is, it is rare that people die of bungee jumping or skydiving, like all of these things. The you probably have more of a chance of dying crossing the street, you know, like statistically. But why? Yeah, it's um, just not worth it to me. But I was thinking about, um, I was thinking, and I've said this before in the podcast, but I really do think that some people just don't have that chip in their head that says, don't do this. You know, the like, I can't even look over the edge of my, we're on the 12th floor in our building and I have trouble looking down at the pool to spy on people who are down there because I get so vertigo-y. And, and there's a window protecting me. Yet there are some people that would 
you know, free climb and stuff. And 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 I also I don't have, and and the, yet there are some people that would never get up in front of a group of people and talk. And like we, thankfully, we don't have that. How about this? If you're a listener and and you're a ledgehead, like yeah, you tell love us extreme like. sports, tell us why you do it. What's there to gain? How high is the high? Like we we just want to know everything a ledgehead like feels. Well, is it like shoplifting? Like when I used to shoplift, it was so. Obviously, it's illegal. It was so thrilling when I, I, I did it. And it was like... Imagine my, doing it on a cliff. I mean, if they put a fucking Forever 21 <laughs> in Kazakhstan, and I was... And hopefully the, the tether wouldn't be made with the same fabric that Forever 21 clothes are made with, because it wouldn't survive one use. Or Ma'am, no, it would, be, it would only be good for one year. use, and people would be like, "Where'd you get that tether from?" And I'd be like, "Forever Twenty One." And then if I wore it one more time, they'd be like, "You need to donate that because it looks like you're um, shitting on the." Ma'am, street. you did Call not wear you. that tank top when you repelled into here. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh. I mean, I think it's the same thing. I think it's the same um, joy that you get from. Comp- I wonder if the the joy comes after. You complete the thing that's scary. Like during it, are you feeling scared? My my um my nephew or my uh, brother-in-law is a ledgehead. He does these things called fourteeners in Colorado, where he traverses these traverses, and I think that's why they're called traverses because what you do on them. <laughs> and myriad. um, and he myriad, and he is like every time he does it and leaves to go do these things, I go. You have a family. You can't do this. I don't want to take care of your fucking kids. You got to stay alive. I don't want to help out Lauren when you fall to your death, your untimely death. Um, and I, I, I can't. Uh, not yet. Don't wait till your kids are old enough, and I like like being around them more. Um, and then you can go and die. <laughs> yeah, but it's like yeah. I just, I, I maybe I should talk to Matt and ask him why he's a ledgehead because he is one, and I don't get it. Um, but I maybe I'm not meant to get it, and thank God I don't. Uh, next story. Yeah, those guys in the bat suits. Have you ever seen those guys that jump out and they they want to get as low to the ground as possible, or they try to go oh, underneath I a bridge those. and they hit the bridge. Oh. Like three of them, well, have, or they all die because it's not. If one of those yeah. videos is guaranteed that the person lived. I'll watch it. But if it's like one of those where it's like, there's this um, watch, Reddit. Yeah. There's a subreddit called No 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 Yes, and there's a subreddit <laughs> called No 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 No. And I think oh it's the, whenever I see a subreddit, I, I'm not subscribed to no, 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 because that means they're going to die. But the yeah. no, 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 yes is great because you go, no, 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 no. And it's like, it, it's a lot of those ledge heads moments. But yes, um, yes, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's also uh, videos of me uh, having anal. getting chained up. Yeah. All right. Okay. A 20 foot orca. Who was stranded on rocks off of an Alaska shore was rescued. Orcas are such bastards. by good Samaritans who poured water over it for six hours and protected it from birds until the tide came in, so it could oh my God. swim away. So these people saw it like beached essentially on rocks, and mm-hmm. they poured water all over it for six hours to save it. I would do that. That would make me feel so good to be next to a whale for six hours pouring water on it like that is literally if that could be a job to (laughs) sit with beach whales and water them until the tide comes in i would quit everything and do it oh see orcas i love them because they're beautiful 
Um, because the tide came in and then it like flew up. It was probably chase. You know what? These little things are such bastards. It's probably shoplifting. <laughs> With the seals. This motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Orcas are such bastards. It, they're like crows. You know what I mean? Like they're just little they're pieces of shit. I was watching on, I mean, I'm sorry I've referenced Reddit a million times. It's literally like my only uh, outlet to the outside world. There was a video of an orca the other day that just uh, wanted to, it was going by a stingray. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> swimming by a stingray. The stingray had was just like minding its own business and it just used its tail to just like flip to hit the stingray and like push it into the air for no reason just to be like fuck you stingray it wasn't trying to eat it wasn't trying to fight for food against it it was passively walking going the stingray was just minding its own and these oh, orcas hunt baby whales orcas eat their own orcas killer whales literally get the name name be they're one of the only animals i think that actually have the right name for it you know like sometimes animals have a name and you're like oh that doesn't represent what it does at all and it makes people scared of it um orcas are like such bastards they're they're pieces of shit they're like incels of the sea they're just they have grudges <laughs> against every animal they just they they're awful and they look like so happy like they're and they're like free willy but they're they're awful and i love them because every animal deserves to live and is sweet but those are really like they're bastards and i um and have you ever you seen the videos of them tossing the sea lions before they kill it or the seals yeah. They just, throw, toss, they just but you know what? It. You know how bored they, it must be out there. They don't have TikTok. They don't have any phones. Yeah, that's I it. mean, you're gonna throw a stingray. Like we I'd gotta be bored. get these orcas some phones. <laughs> that's really what it's get about. Get them a tablet. Um, no these these things are just so they're beautiful. The thing about orc, did anyone else used to be terrified of swimming pools because of the black stripe at the bottom that would resemble against the white an orca, oh, a killer no. whale. No. See, I think I'm not the only one. The black stripe in a swimming pool, you know, ones where people are competing, would look like a long orca. And I used to be very scared of of sharks and orcas being in um the 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 pool. Even though Did I Did you ever better. do the thing where uh you would at like when you would swim at night, the light in your pool, you would swim to it like you were going through like a tunnel? Like or like to the other side. Do you ever go underneath to the water? To escape your life. Yeah, and yeah, as a child, your crumb bed. Yeah, yeah. Did you <laughs> yeah, ever do that no. though? I no? didn't. I pretended I was a mermaid and would, um, <laughs> you know, underneath the water. You like kind of forget it all. That's why I loved swimming um, competitively. One of the things I miss about it when I have gone back in and like done laps for exercise. I was doing laps for like a couple months of my life recently, and it was the first time I had swam in. Uh, over a decade, you know, maybe two decades since high school, I was swing, swimming competitively this last time. But there's no chance to be on your phone. You know, they found ways to like, you can listen to music, but it just never sounds good. When you really are swimming, like you can't hear anything except like your own breathing and like the the, the rhythm of your breathing and the rhythm of your strokes. And it's so meditative. And I forgot that like I used to work out so many things mentally during practice when you'd have to do like 40 laps because you have nowhere else to go except can't listen to music. You just like think. And I think that there's something beautiful about the fact that it's one sport where you really can't, um, you can't be, uh, you can't listen to music or do whatever. When you're golfing, do you get med meditative? One 1,000%. 
Yeah, well, I don't think that uh, one thousand percent isn't isn't a person. It's a hundred percent, and we can just stick with that. Ten thousand percent easily. Ten thousand hours. It's all hours based on a percentage. Um, you used I to think, say hundred percent so much when we first started <laughs> hanging out, and I called you on it. And I it was think so I just funny because like. It, go, it's a filler. It's a filler thing when you're nervous, yeah. I think. You go 100%, 100%, 100%. And then I, you started noticing that you did it, and so you would go, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, what else? Like, hmm, huh, huh? Huh? Wait, huh? It was huh. huh? Instead of saying what, you'd go, huh? <laughs> huh? And it was just the it was the lazy way of saying what. Um, um Okay, so yes, a thousand percent you meditate when you golf. That yeah, because golf anything you have to do repetitively that mm. that that I think is meditative, right? Like I think, you know, uh, your and swing. I think when when no you can't talk to anyone and when there's nothing else going in your ear hole really except when you're when you're just focusing on your mm -hmm. I don't know. But it's swimming hard, I swimming I couldn't I like I could do golf because there's at least a little bit of you know, um, you know, action or energy around me. Whenever I swim and I tried to swim laps, I'm like, I'm gonna be a swim. Like I, it, my First ADD all, brain. It's just, fucking exhausting. Yeah, swimming is hard as shit. Katie Ledecky, god damn it, that bitch. She was, she is. I think Ledecky. I think is how you yes. say. It. I don't even know. She is. L if you watch her stroke, I was watching her freestyle. She barely is kicking her legs. You always think that it's all kick, but she's doing like a kind of like a, it's just, uh, it made me want to start swimming again. Cause I'm like, wow, there's like these tricks to it. Like you were talking about your golf swing. Like you can just unlock a thing by trying a, I don't know. It just made me very intrigued. And then I was also busting up butterfly last week and it felt pretty fucking good in the pool. Yeah. But the swim. butterfly is like the opposite of like, no one's butterflying 10,000 meters or whatever. That no, I know. Well, what's crazy about her is she has to figure out how the while conserving energy because she swims so far so i'm sure leg kicks like you have to find yeah. a certain rhythm to to go so it's far it's like incredible you know because you're like you're not you can't sprint you have to figure out say, speaking of olympics sorry to cut you off but no actually, no worries I, literally so. i'm gonna say sorry to cut you off for every time i've cut you off in the past 100 episodes but um 100 percent a thousand cutoffs um <laughs> i Simone Biles, I did not even, like, for whatever reason, I was in Tulum when that happened. I missed out on the whole damn thing. I am, I think I am more impressed by her dropping out of the Olympics than I am of her doing literally anything else she's done. And that is not to say that everything else she's done is, she's the best gymnast, like, that's ever competed, I think. But I think her most impressive move and the one that everyone will try to recreate and never, no one will be able to is dropping out of the fucking Olympics because you're depressed or anxious. Is, that's what happened, right? Yeah. So she, she, yeah, she got depressed. She, you know, she does a lot of spins. She got really afraid of doing twisties. spins or twisties. Yeah. yeah. And, that's what uh, they said that she got the twisties, which is, I guess, is the, um, you know, it's almost like the yips of. Yeah, and look, if you fuck up and you're doing a two and a half spin, you land on your neck, you're dead. Like, it's not like any I other sport. I also heard that Japan does not allow ADD medication, and she um, is, has ADD. She takes Ritalin for it, and she wasn't able to take her Ritalin in Japan, and so it made her super more anxious, and they said it was like a, you know, it's not even like a, a, a drug you can't use in the Olympics. Like, 
she got like a pass to use it because she's been on and it. People are saying she's a quitter and shit. And I was just like, I, I wrote a thing on Instagram. I and saw you wrote that and I zipped past whatever. it. But um, yeah, you zipped right past it. But yeah, it's fine. It was a lot of yeah, words. Yeah, I, I pulled a, a Lede- Ledecky words. and I just kicked on past it. And um, uh, no, but I, I, I got the gist, which is like, <laughs> I just, I don't. I don't think who I get that like Piers Morgan and some like a couple angry incels, some killer whales out there are like saying rude shit about her. But overall, I don't know. I really needed to, I needed that example of someone who because I I'm feeling a little bit Simone Biles recently of like I have too much going on and uh, it seems like, oh, my God, I can't not do all of this stuff I have going on. I can't possibly quit one of these things because. They all people are counting on me for them. There's money invested, but da, 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 da. and it's like, but also, or or you know, I get asked to do something else. Let's say I get asked to do for me, F Boy Island was the is a gold medal of my career, right? Like it took me 18 years to even get offered to do something like that. I nailed it, gold medal. Everyone loves it. I'm the the best review I got as a reality show host was you're never annoying. That was given to me by um, one of the journalists I interviewed with said, you know, you're just never annoying. And I was like, that's the best fucking she was. That's the best compliment I can give a reality host. But I was thinking Pierce about Morgan it, like, nailed at, it. At what point do you just say, I don't need another gold medal? Like she's already won gold. So like to drop out of the Olympics is insane, right? Like we not insane, but we're all like, oh my God, how could you do that? She's already been to the Olympics. And when when she is, you know, when uh, 50 years from now or like, you know, six, 70 years from now when she is maybe a- approaching the end of her life and we celebrate her, are people really going to celebrate her less because she has one less all around gold medal? And it's like, at what point do you just stop accumulating gold medals? Like, I don't like... Tom Hanks because he won not or he's been in nine movies I love as opposed to eight like when do you I don't know I'm just saying that Simone Biles for me is like a hero I'm gonna have posters on my wall of her dropping out of the Olympics because I think that's the first sitting on a therapy chair yeah yeah I think it's the most brave thing you can do to be at the top of your game the best representing America having all this pressure on you and then to say, you know what? I'm putting my self-care above all of that because guess what? You're not going to get me for the next Olympics or even the next year if you make me do this Olympics. So is it worth it for me to do this Olympics that I might kill myself over it? And it just, it was it was weirdly what I needed to hear about um, at this point in my life when I'm feeling a little bit exhausted and overwhelmed with all the things I have and realizing like more things are not going to necessarily make me happy and I've already I've already won the gold. I've yeah. already won the gold with this podcast. Like this is a gold that I'm constantly getting to do. So why keep getting more gold? So like more people like me. It's just like I don't know. Because you're a ledgehead you, for that stuff. I, I am a ledgehead for uh, having a busy schedule. Let's get to why do I care? Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Seriously, if someone can give me a poster of Simone Biles dropping out of the Olympics, somehow represent that on a poster, I will <laughs> hang it in my room. If you, if anyone, if one of our besties wants to do a artistic representation of Simone Biles not doing the make Olympics, a trophy, make a trophy. No, I want a poster of it. I want like you know the same posters that are like you know perseverance, and it shows a girl doing the butterfly, yeah, yeah, or it's like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, Simone yeah. doing a flip. I want it to be like quitting. Because quitting is so powerful. I love a quitting. Agreed. Why do I care? All right. Uh, Alex Rodriguez posts a thirst trap from his birthday trip and captions it. 
One or two? Which suits you? And Wait. it's him. It's him oh, in a bathing suit, and then him in a in a in a this dress. This was suit. so funny because a Rod. I I really feel for him. He is watching J Lo just like make out with her ex boyfriend, who you know he obviously knew everything about when they were together. I'm sure um, he was aware. They were right next to each he, other. They were on the same trip. They were in the same like vicinity. No, really. There. Mm-hmm. Was that the yacht behind him that they were on? That's what someone said. That's what but... someone said. In, like, Okay, so he's standing in the shower. And by the way, his face looks so pained in that picture. <laughs> look at his face. You guys need to see his face. He's got a lot of filler, face. I think. Go look at... Oh, yeah, for sure. Go look at A-Rod's face when he's underneath the shower. It's so funny. He looks anguished. That's he's not even like I in the like water. I look like when I look at my <laughs> schedule every day. Every day I wake up and I look at how many podcasts I have to do. Not this one because I always love it. And um, and that's Simone's face when you're like, you're gonna have to do nine McTwisties today, and she's like, Yeah, hey, I'm a Rodden. Um, you gotta look at it. So I feel for a Rod. I, I've I I know that he's a confused guy, and he DM'd that one woman, and then set blamed it on his kids and stuff, but. I feel for him having to see his ex-girlfriend, who he reportedly cheated on, but I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I just, the J-Lo thing, I guess, why do I care? I care because I feel for a guy who's has to deal with breakup in the spotlight. Right? Yeah. I mean, he'll be okay. I'm sure he was fucking like nine supermodels that night. Mm, it does, and you know what? That doesn't make me feel like he's okay. Like when people go, no, he's fine. He's hot. He gets a lot of ass. Like if we know anything, Andrew, ass does not make you happy. I don't know. The kind of ass A-Rod's getting, boy. Ooh, I know, on a but yacht. then it leaves and then you got to get more ass. It's it's a drug. Ass is a drug. Yeah, Sex is a drug for sure, <laughs> which is why I'm not doing it. Thank freaking God. Because of Simone Biles. Simone. Yeah. Simone. I, I mean, I, I think that I'm going to try to work this into my act of like how she's my hero because she quit. I, the, I remember I quit guitar. Um, no, I quit saxophone when I was in fourth grade. You know, when you, like, have <laughs> That's to... such a different kind of instrument to quit, by the way. Well, I like... quit a lot of things, but. <laughs> Me too. Um, I did one. Gu- I did two guitar lessons when I was a kid and quit. I played saxophone in fourth grade because you know they <laughs> just picturing they, you like lisa simpson like I oh know, my god this is making me laugh <laughs> i know and i was so bad at it and i remember my teacher just being so disappointed in me and i remember i wrote my dad i knew my dad was going to be so disappointed in me because he wanted me to be musical so badly so i remember writing him a letter which i'd never done before and i was in fourth grade and i just wrote him and i was like dad i know you took me to mel bay music and you got me this you rented me this saxophone and you bought me the reeds and you bought me all the things, but I just don't like it and I'm not good at it and I really don't want to do it anymore and I have to quit. And I'm so, and I remember putting it on his pillow and him being like, it's okay, Nikki. Like he was very moved by it, but I was so scared to tell him I was quitting uh, a musical instrument. And I remember, um, then he was like, okay, then play guitar. And so I was like, okay, yes, this'll be it. And then that didn't really. <laughs> like I didn't like that and I had to quit that like I've quit so many things in my life and thank God I did because it l- freed me up to do the things I love but I think that quitting just gets such a bad rap especially marriages you know when people get divorced you're giving up I you know you've heard me say this before but when someone tells me they've been divorced I say congratulations that is not yeah. easy to do it's easier sometimes to stay and, and you did it 
And I don't mean that everyone can get, I know everyone can't get out of a relationship that they're in. And I don't mean to make it seem like it's like the easiest thing in the world. But um, I do think that if you've been divorced, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's actually something to be proud of because you recognize something that didn't work and you wanted a better life. Um, or you got left and good because you shouldn't be with someone who leaves you. Let's get to top one, bottom one. Oh, you know what? Top one, bottom one this week is actually fitting for the why do I care we just did because this uh, top one, bottom one, our favorite and least favorite of a certain category is... Celebrity couples. Celebrity couples. All right, let's start, let's start as we always do every week, with our least favorite. Andrew, what's your bottom one celebrity couple? I mean, I hate even calling these people celebrities. Like, that's almost makes me feel uh, they don't deserve that title. So to even have them in my list, I know oh, it's fucked up. But Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt from The Hills has eyes. I think that's what <laughs> I fucking hated these two so much. I don't know why mm. they just they just everything about them uh, annoyed me. And he he was just so pompous and he was like so set in like and maybe because they were so confident in their like false confidence, maybe that would piss me off so much about them. But mm. boy, did I fucking hate them. And they fucked I, over. I disagree with you. Yeah, well, of wait, course. Wait, 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 what were you just about to say? No, I don't. And they messed, they, they like, you know, she fucked over Conrad for him, which is fine. I'm sure she wasn't easy to deal with, maybe. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, look, I think, you know, I don't know. He, he was, ah, he fucking made me angry. I hated him. Wait, why, anyway. wait, 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 wait. This is, this is, you're, you have a lot of ire for, uh, them. What, what's going on? Because I kind of like them because, First of all, they've lasted. They are insane, and they've always had each other's backs, even when their backs were being reconstructed to be tighter. <laughs> and look, like they've always—he's like very spiritual now. He's into you know the, all the crystal bullshit and the hummingbirds, and he just seems like—I don't know—they've always, even though they're both kind of crazy in their own way. I just feel like I like how they are still together, and I, you just saw them being so doomed that I feel like they've stood the test of time and I kind of I don't know. I, I don't I don't No, think I get that. There's there could be like a beautiful love in uh being uh kind of I don't shitty together. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. when you see two crackheads who have more love for each other because they both love this drug so much and you're like, God, I wish I had that kind of love for one another. So their love for crystals yes. is kind of their love for crack, I guess. And I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Chris, yeah. yeah. Crystals. Mess. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I don't think you might have flipped me. And, you might have flipped me. Maybe I'm them, but I just like two people that have made it work, even though everything seems pitted against them. Like I would have never bet on them to last this long. And I think they'll probably last forever. We can all, right, all who wish your to bottom be one? As, as connected. Noah. Um, yeah, Noah, what's or your bottom one? All right, my bottom one, and I think it's because I spent a lot of time looking for celebrity news and they're like polluting the headlines, <laughs> but also their relationship is a little bit irritating to me, is Travis Barker and uh. Uh, Kourtney Kardashian. Mm, yes. I just feel like 
you know, like she, she got her like vampire tooth. Like she became oh, really? so like punk rock. Kay. Like too soon. <laughs> you know, like I know couples start to look at look like each other, but it just happened like way too fast. Like she changed her style, it seemed. To, yeah. I don't know. I, get I feel that. like it's like a midlife crisis. It's like instead of, you know, she already owned all Ferrari. So she had to like find something you couldn't buy because they have all the money. So she got to try right. the sparker. I don't know, you guys. I feel like I feel like it's very. Uh, what's the word for it when you hate women? Misogynistic. Um, misogynist. Yeah, I always I don't like that word because I I fuck it up sometimes. It's not because I'm like I want to avoid using that word. I just like don't. I always say mis misogynistic or uh, there's misogynist. <laughs> like which one is it? Misogynistic or misogynist? I think one is I a was misogynist. I think one is a noun, one's a verb. Misogynistic TikTok. Okay. Or ver, or ad, I don't yeah, like that adjective. because <laughs> we we go she's just trying midlife crisis. She's trying to be young. She's you know, of she's definitely you know, that whole family say what you want about them. They've been through a lot. They lost their dad who was a def to cancer. He was defending OJ uh, who was, you know, obviously uh, someone who murdered their mom's best friend. Then their stepdad comes out as a uh, is 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 a closeted transgendered person, which is not anyone's fault. But like that's a lot to deal with. They all are, have a mom who is trying to make money off of them, who also loves. Them. It's just complicated. It makes sense that Courtney, the oldest one, is struggling a little bit and. I envy that, actually. I envy them sucking each other's faces off and being so in love and, like, almost starting to look like each other. I guess, you know, it's unhealthy for sure. It's, like, love addict-y behavior. But I'm on board with it. And I feel like we, instead of pointing the finger at Travis Barker, we point the finger at Courtney more so. And we're like, oh, he's just being himself because I guess he can't get rid of his tattoos. But... You know, so he's just so who he is that we don't think that he's changing at all. We just put it on her. But I agree with you. It is annoying. And I've heard people have seen them in public, like in private circumstances. And they are like that even in private when no one's watching. And they're all. I mean, I guess you could say that he loses his punk rock card a little bit as well by. I mean, yeah, you're right. It is usually pointed towards towards her. But yeah, I could say that like. Oh, he, uh, you know, uh, he should be living under a bridge, you know, eating garbage while playing his drums, you know. But it's not yeah. like it's not like Blink One Eighty Two was so punk rock either. I mean, they were like the least punk rock punk rock band ever. So I mean, Blink One Eighty Two kind of is the Kardashians of <laughs> punk rock, probably. Yeah, Why don't you say that, Noah? Each like, other. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. All right. Well, what about you, Nikki? Um, I think my least favorite one has got to be Benifer. Like, I didn't really even like them <laughs> when they were together originally. Um, and I really don't like this whole kind of, you know what? If they're fucking with the press and it's all, which I get, I've, I've been someone who wants to like make a story just so it gets in the headlines so people can believe one thing and then I know it's something else and to fuck with the idea that. Just to get, there's no heart, there's no shame in wanting press, especially when you're someone like JLo or Ben. Like when your whole livelihood is based on people talking about you and knowing about you so that they buy tickets to your movies and concerts and what, whatnot. So I don't blame you making that a part of your relationship. It actually can bond to people to be like, let's fuck with the paparazzi in public to make them just like 
obsess about yeah. us making out at you know at, at Nobu. Um, however, I think I just um, I was so obsessed with him and Anna D. Darmarmas. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh God! Well, what an original thought. Yeah. Um. So. So natural. God, I. I mean, every time her name comes up, <laughs> some guy has to go. Oh, this, she's so hot. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh my God! What an original <laughs> statement. Um. Her light eyes. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> she's amazingly beautiful. I was obsessed with their relationship in COVID last year in, in such a jealous way because they just like seemed so in love, and it just seems like. I don't know. I actually, I don't, there, I'm having trouble coming up with a celebrity couple I don't like only because all the ones I don't like are like all over each other and I'm just jealous and it's coming from that more than like not liking. I guess, um, I don't know. Benefer, I, I'm taking it back. Like I can't, I can't say it's Benefer because I actually think it's just coming from me being jealous of them and wanting what they have and I think it's kind of exciting to get back, getting with, back an with an ex. getting back with an ex. And he yeah. seems like he's being really sweet with her kids. Like I see the pictures of the, the, the kids seem very happy and taken care of. There's a lot of people talking on Reddit on the Demois subreddit about, you know, she sets a bad example for her children, jumping from one relationship to the next. They just got to know this man, A-Rod, who was living with them and ne and was like their dad. And now there's a new guy. And it's just like, what kind of example does that set? And it's like, shut up. Everyone's trying their best. J-Lo and him obviously have a lot of history that wasn't resolved and let it be. Okay, let's get to our favorites. Andrew, top one celebrity couple. Well, after you to talk to me, I'm going to go with Heidi and Spencer. Oh, shit. No, don't do that. You froze. <laughs> don't do Heidi and Spencer. Who's it going to be? That's not... I mean, maybe if they, if they truly no, are behind no. them now, but you, they're your favorite. Come I on. just like how um, easily swayed I can be by anyone. I know. Me like too, in an dude. argument, and you're like... <laughs> No, I'll tell you why they're great. I'm like, you know what? They're the best. Okay, no, my favorite know, that's, that's is uh, David Beckham and Victoria Beckham. I Ooh. think they, I think they have proven that two extremely hot sexual beings can be incredible parents and be faithful and show that, you know, I don't know, maybe because they're outside the Hollywood eye and stuff. You know, she is a pop star and he's you know a soccer player. They're not quite. Hollywood kind of celebrities, so they're yeah. able to stay together. But they seem to really, they have four kids, and they're like, this family is more connected and shows more love for each other than, I swear to God, like any family I've ever seen. Yeah. And it could be fake. Who knows what's happened? Maybe they're all cheating on each other and they hate each other, but God, <laughs> do they show. And every once in a while, I check in on Romeo, Cruz, and, uh, and who's the other one? Brooklyn. Those are the three boys. Okay. And I see how they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I check in. You're a really yeah. good uh, godfather to them. <laughs> Noah, what's your number one celebrity couple? We have two minutes left. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Andrew. That's why I'm rushing ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I did. That's why I kept going. Yeah, I, I'm wondering why you totally ignored oh. that. but uh, And just really was just taking your time discovering why you liked the Beckhams. Just really like uh, just letting it s sit in and just like swimming around in it a little bit, taking your sailboat across the sea of their love. I mean, the road of their love. Go on, Noah. What's your number one? Dude. Number one, uh, it came to me while we were doing this segment, is Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Yes! 
I think they're just like an exemplary couple. The whole Scientology thing is a little bit mm. weird. I wish that wasn't Wait, a part it of this. But are they Scientologists? I think so. No. I think from like are they uh, swingers or he cheat? I don't know something. I've heard he 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 had something going on, and Jada addressed it in public and everything. You know, yeah. like I just think they're a good, strong couple. Good parents. I love their very kids. Involved in, in their kids' lives. Yeah. Uh, both very creative, good, very good-looking people. Um, so they're my top. They they also almost made my top as well. Um, and you know me, I'm only I'm always going to give you two tops. Here we go. Number one is uh, OJ and Nicole. Hear me out. No, my number one <laughs> celebrity couple um, <laughs> is a twofold one. You know I'm going to give it to Taylor Swift. And uh, Joseph Alwyn, they've been together uh, four plus years now. She doesn't write any negative songs about him. She never even steps out with him in public. She and it's not because she doesn't get caught with him in public. Like someone said on the other day on uh, the subreddit Demois that I read, where it's just a bunch of people talking about celebrities and obsessed with celebrities. That like, um, and no, there was some person that really knew what they were talking about when it comes to paparazzi. They were like. Taylor Swift doesn't get photographed with Joseph Alwyn because she makes a point not to. Any celebrity who gets caught with someone, they're making a point to be caught with that person. It's easily, those paparazzi are easily avoidable. Like anytime you see a, you know, someone getting caught, they're not getting caught, you guys. If you want, if you wanted to avoid them, you can very easily. It all makes it look like, oh, we got caught, but they wanted to be, so it's press, um, which I, I don't begrudge anyone doing. I love that she keeps it sacred. I love that she keeps it private. She's someone that I relate to in terms of, you know, writing a lot about guys and getting a bad reputation for, you know, don't date her or she'll talk about you on stage. And I feel like I relate to that. And she set a really good example for me of what I want my next relationship to be, which is like something sacred that I don't, um, uh, you know, take for granted and use in my art in a disparaging way to like make jokes about. So I just, I love that. This is a person, Taylor Swift does everything, has done everything right to be the most famous and most beloved by her fans, yet she didn't sacrifice her relationship in any way, and I think that's lovely. And then number two, I just want to give it to Paul McCartney and um, Nancy Chevelle, his current girlfriend, because they are both, like, old and cute, and he's always, like, kissing her in really, like, delicate ways uh, when they're swimming together or something, and she just looks like a woman who looks her own age, and I just love it, and I love... Um, I just love old people like loving on each other and their old bodies. And uh, by the way, she has an amazing body for an older woman. I'm not saying she has an old body, but it's just like I just like when um, two people are like into each other. Final thought: the my number one couple that I want to make celebrities was at the airport where he's rubbing the, the arm. Airport. So before we even got on our flight home from San Antonio, I was we were at the gate and I saw oh this was in Dallas in our layover. I saw an old man, this probably in the 70s, 80s, and he was rubbing his wife's shoulders. Like he was just standing there waiting to load onto the plane, and he's just gently rubbing his wife's shoulders. And I was just watching for a while, and I was like, God, that is so fucking cute. And I almost tapped Andrew to be like, look at them over there. But then I was just like, you know what? Just let them have the moment. I don't need to like call that out. He, it, she's probably feeling sick. He's not even like doing that because he's just like loves her. He's just like, she probably was like, get my spot, Carl. And he's like doing it begrudgingly. But there was like a kindness to it and almost like a way he was doing it that it was just, he just wanted to touch her. And they were like very old and like not attractive anymore sexually. Just, you know, and, and that's not me judging it. It's like they're, they're like 
kind of their sexiness is gone away many many years ago but they were just there was just a connectedness to them that was just I would I saw it from across the room and it like really hit me but then I, I did just let it go I didn't call it out then we are in St. Louis waiting for our bags and the couple is standing right the same couple is standing right in front of us and again he is rubbing her wrists and up her arms like giving her like a massage up her arms as she's holding onto their luggage and he's they're waiting and she's just like and it's so loving the way he's doing it. And I said to Andrew, I go, look at that. And he goes, oh, like we were both like, oh. And I go, Andrew, he was rubbing her neck before. Like this guy is just like all over this girl. It Like as if they were Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson two months in, you know, like this was how hot and she sweet. seemed distressed. Like I, I, the story I like, you know, you, you tell a story when you see couples, like, what's their, like, background? I feel like they live, like, out in the countryside. She's not used to being around a, a lot of people. She probably doesn't fly that much, especially since COVID. She's an older woman. So he's just trying to ease her Aww. while they're going through that. Also, I think, you know, when you rub so someone, sweet. it eases him as well. Yes. I've I've noticed that, like, giving giving someone something, some kind of love physically, it calms you as well. So oh, my gosh. So I think much. they're calming each other for sure. And, I hope uh, everyone gets to rub someone today or, like, gently, you know, even your own dog or something. Like, you're right. Giving that almost is as good as receiving it. And you don't think about that. But I often learn that it's, like, the, what I've learned so much through, like, recovering from my eating disorder, among other things. But the self, the, the help that I've gotten uh, over the past year has taught me that one of the best things for your mental health is to do things for other people. Like, when I'm most depressed, it's usually because I'm so obsessed with myself. And, like, my life is so hard. I'm ugly. My room is a mess. I have too much to do. Ma, 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 ma. And then I go, if I'm able to... Get, you know, intervene in that. And I just say, what can you do for someone else today? Whether it's calling your aunt who's, you know, in a wheelchair, who is at home, always waiting for calls, whether it's calling a friend who you might think is going through a hard time, just listening to someone else, like rubbing someone else's arm figuratively will get you out of your own head in such a way that is like, I didn't even know that it could work so well. And it's almost selfish. So maybe today, if, if like me, you're feeling a little bit down, um, try to stop and think what's one thing I can do for the planet or just something that's not me that I'm not going to benefit from. And then in the end, I think it might benefit you. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the lesson for today. We got to go. Benefiter. Yeah. Benefer fit. Benefiter. Yeah. Just rub, rub JLo, Ben, and, and <laughs> feel better. Ass. We know you, you're going to, um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. looks from another yacht. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on the podcast. I can't wait. Thank you, Noah. Thank you, Andrew. Don't be cur. And looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control. Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. 
Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show.